fall in love with Makarov. <laughs> yeah, you might. I mean, he got a sexy Tom Selleck. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that is, that's the only way. Welcome to What in the Anime, your weekly anime podcast. Now, here's your host in three, two, one. What's up, everybody? It's me, Dustin, and with me, as always, I got Tyler, and today we're going to be talking about a couple of our favorite arcs in anime history. We're going to do another 3v3 battle. I think that's just going to be a regular every week. It's just, it's fun. We enjoy it. We're going to also be reviewing the Tower of God anime from Crunchyroll. If you haven't watched it yet, what are you sleeping on? It's a great one to watch. Uh, Future reviews. So I want to give the update what we're going to be reviewing the next three weeks, so that way you guys can plan ahead, listen, watch some of your shows, and then listen in on our episode. So we're going to be reviewing God of High School next week. And then we'll be doing a throwback review of Cowboy Bebop. And then after that, we're actually get, we decided just before we start recording, we're going to do Blue Exorcist. And we're not going to do the Kyoto Saga. We're going to go straight just the first season of it because the way they did that, it was an ending to the anime. So we figured we'll just do season one of Blue Exorcist. So now that all that's out of the way, Tyler, how's your Easter weekend going? <laughs> Good. You sure had a lot to talk about, didn't you? Oh gosh, yeah, I did. That was I uh, needed a few breaths in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, uh Easter weekend's pretty good. Had the kids there, you know, till today and dropped them back off with their mother, but went to a couple movies, went and saw Fantastic Beasts and uh went and saw Sonic 2. So I pretty much had popcorn all weekend. Nice. Yeah, I can't That's a good diet food. Right? Yeah, okay. So if anyone knows, get popcorn and get milk duds. Mix them together. It'll last you the whole movie. Oh, it's my favorite snack. I do it. I always did uh, popcorn and Skittles. Oh, oh, see, I've never done. I've heard M&M's. I've never heard of Skittles. But. Skittles. Skittles is a good Yeah. So, yeah, here on a Sunday, ready to talk some anime. Beat your ass again like I did last week. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll kind of. I, I, I got a little crap on the whole Urza. Urza may have been able to win. We'll see. We'll see how this one goes. I don't know how good my characters are. I have one that I'm completely... Like, I have no idea how to bring him into this, but we're going to do it. Okay. We're going to try, and you can come up with how you're going to beat it. I, I, I hope I hope to give you a win this week, but I'm still going to try my hardest. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I actually brought my A-game. I did research this week. I got character history, abilities, feats. Like, I'm, I'm pulling out yeah. every flipping trump card I possibly yeah. can. And honestly, I do not have the world's best team again. But I'm gonna try. If you start pulling out their horoscopes and what you know, their birthday, I stuff, might. <laughs> at least you got to pull all the strings. So, oh yeah. All right. Well, now that you know our pleasantries are out of the way and we've talked a little crap, uh, we'll get right into the news. And Tyler, why don't you lead us off? Time for this week's anime news. Yeah. So to start the news, um, literally right after our last week episode, um, we got news on the Dragon Ball Super movie. Um, it starts. June 11th this this summer so we get an, an awesome summer movie don't know if English is gonna come out around the same time I would assume a couple months after but yeah I can't complain you know who 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 would have thought how you know how long this could have could have taken so the fact that we only get shorted just a couple weeks or you know or I guess it would be a couple months I'll take it yeah because I think we were supposed to have the early summer because mm-hmm. they were supposed to be April but I mean, if we can still get like in August, I'd be. Yeah, we have so many movies coming out that this is okay. Gives me a chance to catch up. Yeah. You know, all the Marvel movies, 
and everything else that comes out. So um, another, and I drag Tyler to all the DC movies. Yeah, I sit there in despair, but I try to make my way through it. I I try to put bias aside and enjoy the movies, but sometimes it's a little hard. He's a Marvel guy. Um, our other bit of news, nothing else really going on in the world. Um, we got Demon Slayer season three trailer, which if you haven't seen that, gives us uh. Are the what is it the Swordsmith Village arc? So I know you're really yep. excited about that. I am strictly staying away. So if anyone knows, Demon Slayer is my absolute favorite show of all time. I have three or four different four or three or four different tattoos on my arm of just that show. Like I love that show. So and I'm keeping it a secret. Like I kind of know the ending because of the manga. I don't know anything else. This is one show I want to be spoiler free going to watch each episode. So it's. It's an awesome experience for me, especially as an anime fan, because that doesn't happen to me very often. No, and uh, I'm not that way. I read the entirety of the manga series on the Shonen Jump app, and I know everything that's going to happen. And everyone always says that Mugen Train is the best arc in Demon Slayer. Now, the final arc is the best arc, but this one coming up, the Swordsmith, I am super, super excited about it. You get some backstories on a couple of more of the Hashra pillars, mm. a couple more. Uh, of the, those don't, don't tell me. It, don't tell it's, me. It's really uh, cool. I don't want to know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not You're ruining it for it's, everybody. It, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into any, no. any spoiler. I, I got a good idea. Just it's got some cool. I got. I got a good idea of how it ends. I've I've seen a little bit of the manga panels and stuff like that, and you can't get away from YouTube videos or certain comments. So you, you oh. can only do your best. And then, of course, us. We have an anime podcast. We're going to spoil bits and pieces of every goddamn show. So. That's our goal. Yeah. So. Okay. No, it's not our goal. We don't want to spoil <laughs> nothing for you. We want to enjoy this with you. <laughs> so yeah, what do you what do you want to get into right away then? So, we were trying to think of another segment to come up with this week. We landed on our favorite anime arcs. So we're going to be talking about just a couple of our favorite arcs. So, I got two. Tyler got two. We have some honorable uh, mentions to go through first. I'll let Tyler kick off his honorable mentions, and then you lead off with your favorite, and then I'll do mine. Okay, yeah. So, uh, my honorable mentions, um, I think a lot of them are probably going to be the same with a lot of people, but, you know, I got York New City from Hunter Hunter. Mm -hmm. I mean, that one's an all-time favorite. Um, I I actually have the Tournament of Power from Dragon Ball. I love that one. Um, I have the Grand Magic Games from Fairy Tale, and then I have the Sports Festival arc from My Hero. Those ones are some of my favorites. They didn't make my top two, so I kind of have a different top two than a lot of people probably. So my first one is going to actually be the Dragon Ball Super: The Future Trunk Saga. So okay, so I, I like that. Yeah, one. so that that saga basically starts off. If anyone knows, um, it's just. It starts off in the alternate timeline with Future Trunks. Um, he's running from this mysterious figure that is just destroying the world. I mean, who would have ever thought that the character or the main villain of the next Dragon Ball arc, you know, would be Goku Black? You know, it would just be Goku himself. So it's just kind of cool. It was, it was a different take. I know the storyline and all that is just a little confusing on how it is, but all the characters that they bring in and the way that things progress. I just, it was, I loved it. Oh yeah, no, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. That's, you get some of the coolest Trunks moments ever in that flipping arc. Yeah. Like when he got that spirit sword or whatever, that one was freaking legit. Yeah, and I, I think the, the my favorite thing about that whole is 
is Super Saiyan Rose. Oh and yeah, that was pretty I sweet. think I mean other than the fact that no one knows why he just got this mysterious form, you know, I don't know if it kind of rivals the blue form. I don't know if it I understand it's just what Super Saiyan Rose, but I don't know exactly how that clarifies as a regular Super Saiyan. That stuff is a little confusing to me, but I don't know, just seeing spell more merch. Yeah, just just seeing um just basically Goku Black just just kick the crap out of all of our favorite characters was just it was you just see this this immortal figure just I mean have his way with everybody and so it's kind of cool seeing the moments with between Vegeta and Black and Goku and Black and Goku realizing that his family was pretty much killed and just all those and then you get I mean you get Blue Vegeta which I mean everybody wants that's that. what I was gonna say yeah I, that's literally other than so it's not my favorite part of the arc my favorite is Raid Trunks. Don't know if that's yep. the exact name, but I call it Raid's Trunks. And I'm pretty sure it is, actually. Yeah, and then just to see his, you know, his like his spirit bomb sword, you know, whatever that's also called. Um, that was such a cool f- moment for me. Because I was really I was really nervous going into all this if they'd ever bring back future trunks. And just it I don't remember at the time, but I was I ha- I'm pretty sure I was so surprised that they brought him back. And so to do a whole arc after all, you know, the two movies and stuff like that, um, it was a nice fresh take, especially for Dragon Ball. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because like you said, I didn't think they'd ever bring him back after Cell Saga. Yeah. So, so. that was basically my my first arc. So I don't know if you want to go into your honorable mentions. Yeah. So funny enough, Tournament of Power was also one of my honorable mentions. So I had that, and then I actually had a different Hunter Hunter. I had the Green Greed Island. Arc. I really liked that arc. I liked, I loved Greed Island, and it doesn't get near as much recognition. A lot of people say the Chimera Ant arc, and to me, that was great. It was like a really cool ending arc to it. But there was also times where it was a lot slower. Well, and Greed Island, I didn't have. That when much. I went through my second watch through of uh, Hunter Hunter, there, I think I stopped right before the Chimera arc. Not because I don't enjoy it, but it does have a very slow beginning to it. And so it after does. you get through the greed arc, after that one being proclaimed as the slow the slow arc to get through, it was kind of hard to keep going. But it is a very good yeah. arc. But no, good choices so far. Yeah, and then uh, for my third and fourth, I had My Hero, the overhaul arc. Oh, okay. Where the yep. yeah, saving Airy and all that. That moment was so flipping cool. And then uh, one of the best songs in anime I, comes out on that yeah, one. I yeah. love that one. <laughs> that was so good. And then I would probably go with Demon Slayer after that and the Spider Mountain arc. Oh, okay. I mean, that's my my wife's one of her favorite characters. Weirdly enough, is Rui from Demon Slayer. Uh, does she relate? And I don't know. <laughs> it's. I'm like, he's still a villain. Yeah. She's like, yeah, but he has such a sad story. So That's every but villain. I actually just bought her. I bought her a Funko Pop, um, and it's Tanjiro fighting Rui. Oh, that's pretty cool. I'll have to see we that. We just bought that the other day. Yep. I'll just check that out. Um, so those were my honorable mentions. but And th- this is a problem for me. Depending on what my mood is, my favorite like arcs change. But I settled on um, actually Sword Art Online, and I went with War of the Underworld. It is probably the most underrated arc to me. Okay. Because everyone talks up Aincrad. Everyone talks up, you know, uh, Gungale. Everything yeah, else, gun, basically. Gungale and. Gun, yeah, yeah, whatever that is. Gun, yeah. 
So I, I want to do War of the Underworld because I felt I feel like it gets slept on. It has some of the best fight scenes. Like one of my all time favorite fight scenes in that was when you had the uh, what's her name? Serla. She's a chick with like the whip sword. Oh, OK. Yep. And she fought the. Uh, Are you talking um, about that fighter? Ishkan. That fight. Yeah. 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 Ishkan, the Polgeist Guild guy, yeah, the champion. His- and they were just flipping. Yeah, going. I love it. the fact that he lost his eye. You just were, you were able to kind of like get to know his character. I I thought he was going to be a little bit of a one off, and no, uh, no, that is a that is a very good arc. I actually really like season after you get past the first six episodes of season three, and you can move past that. Mm-hmm. It is probably my favorite part of Sword Art. Like, oh yeah, there's just so much going on, and uh, yeah, I get it. Where Kirito is kind of he, he, he's. He's a little bit of a vegetable throughout most of it. His fluck light or whatever is missing pieces, is damaged, and he needs his friends, of course. But it, I, re- I actually do, really do like that. Almost more than... I feel like season one and season two kind of went through their arcs way too quick. And I feel like they redeemed themselves a little bit with season three and four being the world, the underworld. And they, they paced that one, I feel like, so well. They didn't rush through it. And it has so much content mm-hmm. that it took a while to watch it and it was, it was really interesting. Oh yeah. Cause Einkrad, I'd look at that and that's another really, really good one. That's only half of for the season one. Yeah. Like they do two other arcs in season one. Yeah. Well, I mean, so like they really rushed. Those. And you can tell they probably regretted it a little bit because what they didn't, they just come out with a new movie. Yep, Sword Art uh, Progressive, which I think was from Asuna's point of view. Yeah, I can't and I don't know if it's... I know it got a lot of hype and everyone was like really excited for it because it was supposed to be more true to the month. Yeah, and I know it came out a couple months ago. I haven't seen anything on it. I know it only make, made... I'm pretty sure... I really haven't looked at this in a couple months, but it made uh, only about like $17 million or something like that at one point. But it didn't make it didn't make a lot, but it's it wasn't released anywhere. So, I mean... Yeah. Where, where are you going to make your money? But no, I'm glad they came out with that. I'm like, actually, I might look that up and see where, where I can find to watch that. Yeah, I'll probably do the same, honestly, because I, I really love SAO. Yeah. So uh, other than that, that's all I really had to say about that one. I just, I love the animation. I love the fights. And I also love, as his friends are coming in, like Xenon, her, her reveal to like coming into the War of the Underworld was so <laughs> The fact that every single one of those characters had their, had their own little intro moment was so cool. Is it's a little cheesy. Don't get me wrong, but oh yeah, but, I mean it's so cool. Yeah, I, I I have no no regrets on watching that. For I watched it multiple times. Like I apparently I watch all these shows multiple times. But you know when I when I yeah instead of watching new ones and keeping up on what we're gonna review, you're like you know I'm just gonna do a rewatch. I like to know what I'm talking about. At least think I do. So <laughs> now I get it. I get it. So, what's your uh, your next favorite? Arc? So, the second one, you're not gonna guess, but I think you you would know me, and you would be like, you know what? Okay, I could see it. So, I actually have the Battle City arc in Yu Gi Oh. Do you remember? Oh, that? okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ain't that the one where Kaiba like held the tournament? Or yeah. Whatever? So, and... I know this one's a long time ago. So, I'm actually gonna go into kind of a little bit of a detail for this one, kind of like how we do okay. for our characters and stuff like that. Because even kind of even though I've seen it multiple times and I know you have, it's so easy to forget little bits and pieces of it. So so basically, the Battle City is a, just a dual monsters tournament hosted by Seto Kaiba at the request of uh, Ashizu Ishtar. So you remember who she was? Yep. So basically, with her, 
uh, Kaiba learns of the Egyptian god cards, and his intentions are for this tournament is to win and acquire all three cards while being able to defeat Yugi Moto in the process. So this tournament is held in the streets of Domino City. Um, they're using these portable dual disc holograph projection systems that Kaiba designed. Don't know where the hell he came up with these, but totally makes the anime. I don't know, but they flip in. They stayed ever since. Yeah. Like they're permanent. Yeah. Know. So basically Kaiba creates this rule that after every duel, whoever wins gets to take the rarest card from the loser's deck, which I think is the coolest rule in that entire part. So, but basically the tournament participants, they each get like a locator card, I believe. Um, and when they win, they get to take their opponents. And if they lose, it, as long as they have no locator cards left, they're out of the tournament. But uh, you have to get six locator cards to move to the finals. Top eight duelists advance. So, and then that whole arc is just basically just a tournament arc. You know, everyone loves the tournament arcs. So, you know, you get Yugi. Um, he kind of learns about the Egyptian god cards from Mishizu too. And how it has like a connection with like the Pharaoh's past. And so that's why he wants to do this whole tournament is to kind of see what the future holds or what the kind of what the past is of the Pharaoh and see what the connection, why, why he is the way that he is. And so basically Yami Yugi, this, uh, the entire time he's in this tournament is just getting thrown these, these rare hunters. Do you remember who the rare hunters are? So they're pretty much, uh, no. yeah, they're, they're basically the organization of her brother, Merrick. So, oh, okay. Yeah. All the people with like the cloaks yeah, and stuff. And basically Merrick, which he's, I was, I'm guessing pretty much he's just the main villain of this whole arc. So he, he, he basically, he wants the millennium puzzle and the three Egyptian God cards and to his goal is to drain the Pharaoh's power of his powers. So, um, Basically, um, it was kind of funny looking back into it. I, I didn't realize that Seto Kaiba excluded Joey from the tournament because Joey just wasn't wasn't a top duelist. So he made it to where Joey could really? yeah, he made it to where Joey couldn't enter the tournament. But Joey found a way. I don't even remember yeah, he that. he found a way by like I don't know if it was one of the shop owners or whatever, a rare hunter. He 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 fought one of them to try to get into the tournament. I can't remember exactly how it went, but I remember he loses his red eyes black dragon. Do you remember that? Yeah. So he I didn't remember. even have his red eyes throughout the entire arc. He basically worked on using his like his time wizard as his trophy card in place of that. Oh, okay. So basically, so Yugi fought that that rare hunter that beat Joey, and that's how Yugi obtained the red eyes black dragon, and it pretty much saved him throughout the whole series, the rest of the arc. So it basically goes into the tournament and Yugi eventually wins and get or eventually gets the Slifer, the Sky Dragon. Um, and then you get uh, Joey when he, that's when Jinzo pops up into the arc. You know, Joey gets his main card, Jinzo. And so the tournament kind of starts off with Yugi versus Bakura and then Joey versus um, I, I can't remember his name. I think it's like Odeon or something like that. It's like one of um, yeah, one of the main three guys. Yeah, one of like villains. yeah, one of Merrick's followers or rare hunters. Yeah, and then Mai versus Merrick, which you always forget Mai's in that series. And then um, after that, you get Kaiba versus uh, Ashizu, and then Merrick versus Joey. And I know Merrick versus Joey is one of the top 
one of the top duels in the entire show because basically he puts Joey into like this shadow game and each duelist is drained of their life after each monster is destroyed. So Joey on the brink of death is he just tries to stay alive and Joey should have won that fight. Now, you know, he, I I know he summoned that, uh, was it the gear freed the iron knight and he was going to attack Merrick like when he was wide open, but then Joey passed out. So, but anyways, after that, then it's, you know, you get Yugi versus Kaiba. Um, you get Yugi when he uses like his dark magician and buster blader and gets, uh, the dark paladin. So I, I'm sure I'm going off on this, but I really do love this show. <laughs> it's it gets a little blah after after you know the main Yuki series, but and then I didn't watch too much after that, like the five five D or whatever it's called five D. Yeah. yeah, and so and of course I watched GX, which was the one right after Yu Gi Oh, and I still enjoyed that. But once they started adding synchros, XYZs, uh, pendulum, and all that, I started to, like, not pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and the, the show had so many so many loopholes, and that card game has so many loopholes. It's it's It gets ridiculous in how it goes. Basically, that series just ends with Yugi and Merrick, you know, fighting with the Egyptian yep. god cards. So, those were mine. I know I went into a little detail on that one, but it's a little blast from the past, so. Yeah, and uh, my next one is also like for people who are fans of the show, it's super, it, it's old. It's a nineties. I went with Yu Yu Hakusho. And honestly, I didn't want to pick this arc because it's so overpicked for favorite Yu Yu Hakusho arcs, but it is so good at the same time. I went with the dark tournament arc, even though you haven't seen Yu Yu Hakusho, you've heard the dark tournament. Oh yeah. No, I've definitely heard it as one of the best tournament arcs. It's I think, isn't it one of the first ones where people just started using tournaments after that point? Like, uh it's a good possibility (laughs) (laughs) like i think there was still tournaments in dragon ball before that but it was probably one of the biggest ones where all of a sudden it's like okay every shonen has to have a tournament yeah it's it's guaranteed well it's where you get your ratings from so yep so to go into that basically they hold this tournament called the dark tournament it's in demon world and it's like people die con- like in this and it's they're trying to find the best team the best team like kind of gets like a wish at the end mm. and that's the whole goal of the tournament and the re- like you cannot really say no if you're invited to the dark tournament you're going to the Flim dark tournament well yusuke gets recruited to go fight in the dark tournament by tagoro who was like a big bad from the arc right before so he has to go. He has to make a team, get stronger and all that. So it has the main, the ones on my shirt right now. That's Kubara. <laughs> you would wear that Karama shirt. Hie. You would wear Yeah, that. I had to. I wore it just for I guess I didn't even notice. As, I could have guessed that would have been yeah. on your arcs. But you, I, I, you don't see too many people rock around with a, with a Yu Yu Hakusho. Yu Yu Hakusho? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, there's so much to love about this arc. They have some of the coolest fights. And... No, the fighting is not as good as some of the newer animes because this is older animation. This is cell animation where they had the hand-drawn cells Mm. in order to make it. So you don't get like fights like you get now. But that said, I still absolutely love the show and love that arc. And like they have a, a kid in there, Rinku. He is a fighter. He's like a little kid and he fights Kuobara, the redhead guy. Okay. And basically a kitty version of Killua. Oh, uh, because you know how it's the same writer. Yeah, yeah. So so 
he fights using yo-yos. Oh, well, that makes sense. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yep. So it was a pretty cool fight. And then you have uh, a fight where Yusuke fights a guy named Chu. One of my favorite fights in the entire one. And Chu is like this Australian biker punk dude. He has like a purple or a blue mohawk. And he starts fighting. He's like, oh, man, you're going to beat me. So he starts drinking. And he keeps drinking, finding excuses, drink. And then he gets like hammered. You find out that's his power. The drunker he gets, the stronger he gets. Oh, Rock Lee. And oh, you like you yeah. like him, but you don't like Rock Lee. <laughs> you go watch your Yu Hawk show, watch Chew, and tell me you don't like I'm him. Just... He is flipping awesome. <laughs> and then uh, how they end that fight, they do a flipping like put a knife behind each of their feet, and they literally just go punch for punch until they one of them falls over. It's really cool. And then you have the final fight against Yusuke and Tagoro, which Tagoro was like the big, big bad for mm. a f- couple of arcs. Like he was the biggest threat that they had to worry about and their fight destroyed like the entire arena. It was epic. And I mean, you, there's so many fights in that. I couldn't really go through all of them because right. like each member of the main team fights like two or three times, three, at least three times each. Wow. And there's also so much other stuff that happens in it, but basically it's just, it's a really cool story. You get a super sad moment mixed in with it all that I'm not going to tell you because one day I'm going to force you to watch a Yu Hakusho. Yeah. Show. No, it's yeah. I, I, um, I like how I like how we did. Uh, we each kind of did a, a, an anime saga as one of our favorites, like a, a, an arc itself, and then we both did a tournament arc without even realizing. So yeah, right. Yeah, so that's kind of <laughs> cool. Yep, so those those were my two favorites. I'm not going to get much more into it because, I mean, it's an old one. A lot of people have seen it. And also, it's just so much to get into because you have so many different fighters. Each fighter has a different ability. That's also why I liked it is uh, it's the first time you really see a tournament arc where you have somebody using ice power, somebody using mm-hmm. wind power, somebody using like body manipulation powers and stuff like that. So it's just, it's a really cool arc and you need to hop on and no no definitely so and i i feel like a lot of these newer animes have taken pieces and off of these older ones and and that's why they're becoming successful and so it's so i could definitely see going back to an older style anime like that and just seeing where it all started from i could definitely get into that so yep and uh yu yu haksha is one of the best openings and it's the same opening from episode one till episode one. Well, that's how you know it's good. I, I am a sucker yeah. for some good, some good openings. So or maybe one. Oh, of, it's a, it's a classic. It has some trumpets in maybe it. Maybe one of these. Good. Maybe one of these. Uh, these weeks we can do kind of our top five intros on shows and stuff like that. So I, I definitely have right, a list. That'd be good. All right, cool. So um, that's all I had to say. Do you have anything to add on this section? No, it looks like we blasted. We didn't really blast through that. It still took us quite a while, but uh, I mean, now we have kind of our main. Uh, I think our main event. It's yeah. This is this is definitely turned into our main event. Like the reviews are supposed to be, but this is the main. Well, event. it's us yeah. fighting, us doing what we do best, and arguing, and me telling Tyler that he's stupid. <laughs> I don't even know who I'm going to go out first. I I know it's your turn to kind of go into our three v three anime battle, and so you're going to throw out your character first, and I'll go off of that, but. I, I I can tell you right now I don't have anyone crazy overly powered. Okay. But I do have notable characters. So everyone will know these characters, so I shouldn't have to go too much detail. I probably still will. Same. Just to refresh my memory a little bit. But uh yeah. You uh lead it off there. Okay. 
So um, just for people who are new listeners, what we do is we do a 3v3 anime battle. We do a random character generator to get our characters. We don't tell each other who we got. And we fight Pokemon style. We throw one out at a time. We fight until that person is dead. There is no like swapping out usually. Tyler kind of bent the rule last week, but that was basically so we could have it last a little yeah, bit. What are you going to do with Modern? What are you going to do with Modern? You had an yeah. overpowered character. Yeah. So, yeah, we've, we're doing this Pokemon style. So, in the spirit of doing this Pokemon style, it's only right that my first anime character I throw out. Is Charizard X. Oh, you actually pull out a Pokemon. <laughs> I, got, I got a Pokemon. In, I got the Mega Evolution X of Charizard. I am impressed with this generator. That is, that yep. is insane. All right. I was I was shocked. I honestly didn't expect Pokemon to be in this generator. And I hit that. And I'm like, oh, I, this is perfect. I guess you could go into your abilities. But what? You only get four of them. So <laughs> I don't even. Yeah. I mean, that's all I need. I got Charizard X. You need a Charizard trainer. So I got, are you a wild? I, got, I am the. Tr- no, I'm the, I'm the trainer. Okay. I played a bit like every Pokemon game ever. I'm a master. Yeah. And I've had a Charizard before. I got Shadow Claw. I got Flamethrower. We, we got this. Mm. It's in the bag. So anyway. Charizard Mega Evolution X. So this was introduced in Generation 6. And basically it turns the normal looking Charizard, which everyone should know what Charizard looks like. If you don't, he is a orange dragon who's not a dragon type until this Mega Evolution. Thank God. And <laughs> he goes from being this orange looking dragon to a black dragon with a blue underbelly and blue fire coming out of the sides of his mouth. And I think his horns changed a little bit as well. He boosts up physical attack as well as special. So he becomes a all-arounder instead of being that one-dimensional long-range fighter. He's now close range as well. So I, I, I pulled some of like his Pokemon entries. So in Pokemon Y, y it says, its wings can carry this Pokemon close to an altitude of 4,600 feet. It blows out fire at very high temperatures. Uh, another one says that its fire is so hot that it melts anything in its past in its path and a little bit of history on charizard everyone should know i mean pokemon if you don't know what pokemon is like you've been living under a rock for the last 30 years or 25 years or whatever 20 25 25 so ash catches charmander in the original anime he eventually evolves into a charmeleon and i think it was because he was a different trainer before and maybe he was a little overleveled or something. But once he evolves, he no longer listens to Ash. Like he doesn't give a crap what he says. And that's basically it. He's the super powerful uh, Charizard. Once he becomes Charizard, he just has a problem with listening. And then uh, to go into another Pokemon series, do you remember the Pokemon origin show? Yeah. It was like yep. a web show. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in Pokemon origins, I'm throwing this out because it was Charizard X fights Mewtwo and he can hold his own against Mewtwo. So that's what you're facing. Not not Charizard. <laughs> you're facing Charizard X who can keep up with Yeah, Mewtwo. wait, isn't he still like four feet tall? So I mean <laughs> Yes, he's like four foot, like I want to say four foot eleven. Yeah, I he's a he's a tiny dragon boy. Uh, he's a he's a very strong dragon boy. He has the height, the range, and if you get in close, shadow claw your face off. Yeah, I I don't know uh that you're making that a little tough. Not saying that a Pokemon should be able to beat anybody, and so they can. Yeah, I, I guess. Are you ready for mine? Yep, I'm ready. So I don't know who I want to start off with, honestly. But 
I'll just go. So I got I got King from uh, Seven Deadly Sins. So. Okay, I was hoping you were gonna say King from One Punch Man. <laughs> no, no, I got I got I got Fairy Fairy King Harley Quinn. So he. I don't know if you know much about him. I know you watched the show a little bit, but he is he is the protector of the Fairy King Forest and the Fairy Realm. Uh, he has a sacred treasure, which is the spirits, the spirit spear. Um, as a member of the Seven Deadly Sins and the current most powerful Fairy King in all of history, King is extremely powerful, such as the ability to levitate and fly. So he can still do that with Charizard. Um, he has. He has the ability to change his appearance and clothes at well at will. So I mean, he could pretend to be the trainer and confuse this crap out of Charizard. So there's that one for you. Um, he it, it says in his thing that he possesses great speed equal to you know Meliodas and and you know uh, what is it Bon. Um, the only problem is King is physically weak. However, he makes up for the lack of strength with his sacred treasure. I'm um, not sure how much you watch that show, but once he gets that spear, he has the most like immense level of magic power. Um, and then it was believed that he was able to control like the sacred tree a long time ago, and with it, he could draw out the true power of a fairy. Um, he has a move that he likes to use that's called disaster. Uh, it's a power granted the fairy bestowed with the title of fairy king. This ability essentially grants him the authority to rule over the fairy king's forest and allows king to ex- exercise complete control over life and death by altering controlling matter at a molecule level. So that gets a little into into depth. But for example, like he can turn shallow scratches into fatal wounds, uh, minor poison into lethal toxins, um, a cancerous tumor. Uh, he can, he can like belittle it. Yeah. He can just, he can do so much with it. Um, it gives him complete control over nature, allowing him to manipulate like various like flower and trees and basically whatever he wants, as long as it has to deal with nature. Um, yeah, I don't know without his spirit spear, he, he Uh becomes pretty worthless, but you're getting, you know, Charizard X. I'm getting, you know, I'm getting his. Uh, in the spirit yeah, spirit. so uh, yeah. I don't know where that goes. I mean, like I said, he can transform. Um, he's got a pillow that can be a shield. Um, yeah. I, Does the pillow burn up? I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. It really? Yeah. So he's I, I don't I don't know. I I would safe to assume he could be the damn Pokemon, but and the okay, realm- we're doing this Pokemon style. I'm saying Charizard has the speed advantage, so he gets to attack first, right? So he's he's gonna hit with a flamethrower. That's that's gonna hurt King pretty bad, right? It can. I just his defensibility. You said he's pretty physically weak, right? Without a spear, with his spear can take over any magical power. So I'm assuming it would just absorb the. I would assume it just absorb it, like. I'm going to feel real stupid if I'm going to say King Lu- the fairy king loses to a Charizard as just a Pokemon. I know, but I got to get some damage off is what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I, th- I think... I'm an, trying I to think say I'm, a Shadow Claw or a Flamethrower, he's got to get some damage. I think in all reality, like Charizard is a pretty smart Pokemon when it comes to battle tactics. And I think he... As long as he could get rid of his spear, I think he'd be fine. But until that point, like the fact that he can transform into other people, he can... 
we face dittos all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, I know Charizard can't even be a clone of himself. So I watched them. That movie. was in one movie that doesn't count. So, um, uh, what would you think? Okay, I say that Charizard gets the first attack off. He's he's getting he he got to get damage. You can't say Charizard's not going to damage King at all. You already said that physically. King yeah. is weak. Like his spear gives him some defense, but he's gonna take it. Yeah, I, King gets hurt. Don't. Oh we? yeah, I think King gets hurt, but I don't think King loses to him. You can't have a fairy king. Okay, I know, I know. And here's what I'm gonna do. And this is why I'm gonna say Charizard does lose. Okay, <laughs> because you are the fairy king, right? Uh, you're leading well, me. We're into doing a trap. Pokemon style. We're doing Pokemon style. So your fairy type is super effective to dragons. There you go. Therefore. Charizard takes a ton of damage, but like King King's hurt. He he's he's <laughs> yeah. He he's dragon, but he's pretty burnt to a crisp. Bald now. He has no hair. Yeah, he used the old dazzling gleam. That's what he used. <laughs> he just to beat dazzling just gleam. to beat Charizard. <laughs> oh, dazzling! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, get a go with your next so, one before dazzling this. gleam kills Charizard. Um, so. Gosh dang it! Don't tell me Charizard See, was your don't tell me Charizard You're, was your heavy hitter. <laughs> no, no, I'm I want to save my heavy hitter, so I'm gonna go with this next one, and I think she is well, well powerful enough to finish off King, who is already hurt, damaged. I got Hinata Hayuga. Okay, so I got another Naruto character. Yeah. Big surprise, right? We've seemed to be getting a Naruto character in this generator at least one every time. So. She is a shy, timid nature girl, but she is from the Hayuga clan. She has a Byakugan. She can see points. like, And it's not just chakra points, so it's not just limited to Naruto. She can attack of vital organs. So she can see King's points of attack, and she can damage his heart, damage a lung, damage, make it so his shoulder's dislocated. I looked some like history up on her because... Okay, for all the people that are going to be mad at me, I never watched all of Naruto. Most of, like, I watched all the way through until after Pain got beaten. And then all my knowledge after that is from the video games. And I played the crap out of those, which those do a pretty good job of the main story. But, like, looking at her history, like, her wiki and everything, she is strong as hell. Oh, she's like, a beast. She, she's a beast. She knows the gentle fish. She has that twin dragon fist still mm-hmm. that's flipping beastly. She it said in her wiki that she rivals medical ninja because she has reached that point. Like she yeah. is, she is freaking. Just fantastic. in all reality, I think just on physical appearance, King would probably be too shy and wouldn't know what to do. And <laughs> is he like that with the women? I don't know for sure. Is he, but is he the perv of the show? No, no, he's was. not. He's not. No, uh, King King is basically, he, he acts like, I don't know. He's just, he's a quiet kid that. Okay. So he's, he's probably not good with the old ladies, so. No, and she got that air palm so she can hit him right out of the air. Like, I'm saying he not to take some. Yeah. Especially if he's already hurt. I mean, he has no hair from fire damage. Like, <laughs> she... She's going to come up and just one tap him in the throat. 
it's shut off his esophagus and he's dead. it's so funny because king has this ability where you know, like he transforms and he he looks like uh-huh. this this normal kid like he, he could also be you know one of some, someone's favorite character but then when he transforms into like what he really looks like he looks like he's just someone that lives in their mom's basement like <laughs> he has this big old pillow and a blanket and he just yeah but he, don't get me wrong king is powerful you watch that show and his entrances into those those arcs or kind of those fights he he mm. does a lot he is very very powerful but yeah i don't doubt it i played that seven deadly sins grand cross game or whatever for a little while okay. and i had the king and he was like a top tier person yeah in the yeah, game. yeah so yeah no i i'd give that to Hinata just on sheer physical ability the fact that he has no physical like like i'm saying the only thing that helps king is his spear without his spear he is worthless so yeah i and all that takes is her using the gentle fist hitting him in the hand and he can't even hold and i honestly don't even think like i said i don't know how he would match up against a woman of hinata's stat you know stature but Mm. i'd say she's probably got that now if i'm wrong let us know you know, maybe King goes right freaking through her, but I—I I mean, Naruto Universe has a little bit of credibility. So. Naruto Universe is pretty freaking crazy. Honestly. So, this is where my three are really hard to judge. I, I don't know where their power okay. scales. So, my next one is Asta from Black Clover. Okay. So okay. I, so he, basically, um, Asta is an orphan raised under the care of the Church of Hodge Village. Um, Asta receives a five-leaf clover grimoire with an anti-magic devil inside. Um, he joins the Clover Kingdom's Black Bull Squad and the Magic Knights. Um, Asta possesses no mana, and so he is unable to use any sorts of magic. This enables Asta to wield the anti-magic without suffering the weakening effects since he has no magic to drain. Um, this also makes him undetectable to mana sensors, immune to life-draining substances in the underworld. Um, he's an expert swordsman, enhanced speed, extreme durability. Um, he learns key from Yami. Um, basically allows us to use his sixth sense and perceive and react to unseen attacks and people as a wielder. Um, basically as a wielder of the five-leaf clover grimoire. Asta is connected to like this this demon or devil presence who possesses anti magic too, which grants him access to this energy. The more power he draws on, the more devil like appearance he becomes. Um, he he makes an agreement or a contract with this devil slash demon, whatever you. Want. I know he has a name, but I I can't say the name direct. But yeah. um. I can't. I I remember. Yeah, I I can't think about the top of my head. So, um, his right he he basically uses his right arm as an exchange to receive more power. Um, after he after like getting this contract, he has a thing that's kind of, they kind of call it unite. Um, after undergoing like the devil binding devil binding ritual, Asta forges a contract and shares powers equal to of this devil. Um. It's just crazy anti-magic abilities. So he has the Demon Slayer Sword, the Demon Dweller Sword. Um, he gets the Demon Destroyer Sword. I know he gets like the the dual kind of katanas, uh, the katana from Yami that he uses. And basically it reflects all spells. Um, I, I just don't know. I would assume just off of physical and 
uh, main protagonist plot armor that Hinata would lose. <laughs> See, I don't know. Like, I got... I got a few things like I honestly and it's not me just like really trying to win, but I am really trying to win. Hinata did get the drop on pain before and Asta's a close range fighter and so is Hinata. Like Hinata goes for those points uh, since he doesn't have magic. She can't like hit nothing to make him to where he can't use magic, obviously, mm-hmm. but she can do stuff to cause you to like lose function of your body parts like your arm your like damage your organs stuff like that Mm -hmm. so i feel like it'd be more of a fight than what you would think but gosh it's hard to pair up those two universes because asta does some crazy crap as well like i don't give it to him just on physical like strength because i feel like Hinan makes up for that with the gentle fist technique Mm -hmm. Like strength don't mean shit. If yeah, you can, like, I throw a punch. I honestly think if maybe if it was like I think like of course I think Naruto beats Asta. I think uh, yeah, I, Naruto won. I, sure. I, I think stuff like that, but I just don't think Hinata herself has. I, I don't think with where Asta's going and where he's going to be at, you know, where he is in the manga mm. and stuff like that. I think after you taking down King, I don't think that. I don't think Asta Hinata has enough health left. Yeah. So I can give you that one. If you, I, I think they draw. I mean, I think it's more, I, I still got my Trump card left. You do. And this is where I think I'm going to lose now. I, I, but this is where I, we can just leave it to the people because I don't know how you're going to defend this. I don't know how I'm going to, um, okay. we'll see. So I, I think, I think it's a draw. I think with Hinata I, and Asta. I think with Asta, the fact that his his just his durability and the way that he goes on, I just you don't see him lose very often. So he has that mentality of kind of like Naruto, and I think that'd be a weakness to Hanata. So yeah, I could I could see that, and I, I agree with the draw because I do also see on her side the gentle fist kind of negating some of that strength that he got. Like, that's the whole point yeah. of the Gentle Fist. Yeah. It's like, they don't do the big hits. They do the hits that cripple the body from the inside. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know what she would do against a sword user like him with his capabilities, so. Yeah, I'm not sure. We'll just call it a draw. So who's going first for the last? You're going to, because I, I'm going yeah. to? Okay. So this one is my trunk cart, and it is from Fairy Tale. Hold on. Okay. I am throwing. Okay. Who? Who? You? You? You got an idea? Uh, who do you? You want to take a guess? You're going to be wrong. You think I'm going to be wrong? Yep. I think you'll be wrong. Mm. He's very powerful in fairy tale, and it's a guy. Yeah, I want to say the main. The main. Uh, just go with that. I can't remember his name. Makarov. Oh, okay. You got the old guy. Yeah, I got the old guy. I got the guild leader, guild master, flipping Makarov. Okay, no, that's not what I was going to guess. Okay. And he is my trump card, and here is why. When I looked up the fairy tale wiki, it gave a power ranking scale. So for his attack potency, it says that his level is at least star level. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how strong he is. He is his intelligence is super genius. His range is a few hundred meters. His stamina is superhuman. Durability star level, like 
he and it said his speed is hypersonic with hypersonic plus reaction speed. Mm-hmm. So all around, like there's a reason why he's the master. And I have stats up here where it flat out says that he rivals the fairy saints. Or not the fairy saints, but the wizard council saints. Right. Like that's how strong he is. He can rival them. He has a move called Fairy Law. You've seen the show, right? Oh, I know. I'm just, I, I can't stop thinking of how we're going to compare our characters because you can pull out all of the moves that you want. I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that my, para- my character is going to be overly powerful or anything, but keep going. Okay, so Fairy Law is one of the three legendary spells exclusive to Fairy Tale. And it is a powerful judgment magic. So what it is, is it's does a, it envelops a wide area. Mm-hmm. And anyone that he deems as an enemy, they get flipping blasted. <laughs> but it doesn't damage anyone that he thinks is friendly. Oh, man. All right. I kind of want to just keep this a secret from everybody. Um, so are you ready? Yeah, All right. Ready. So I got, a, I got a, a Death Note character. Okay. I got Ryuk. Okay. <laughs> so I I see your face. You are drawing a blank on what I'm how to process to this. Um so that's what I was gonna say. Do we have a time limit for this fight between the two? <laughs> because I could just get <laughs> Yeah, I, I it's hard one to decipher, isn't it? This one's really tough because Ryuk, you can't see him. No, you can't see him. So, but so, he can't do, he can't write people's names himself unless it's the person who owns the book, right? Uh, That's why he was able to do, like, spoilers. Yeah, so, so, so Ryuk, he is one who gives Light Yagami the Death Note and is instigates the, his killing spree in the show Death Note. So he has immortality. He is a Shinigami. Um, he has infinite lifespan and, and is unaffected by disease, poison, and as long as he uses a death note to kill humans in order to take the remaining lifespan, he also can't be killed or injured by firearms, knives, or weapons. Um, he has intangibility like all Shinigamis. Ryu can pass through walls, matter, can't be seen by human beings except if they are in possession of a death note or a fragment of it. Uh, Shinigami eyes can see the real name and remaining lifespan of a human simply by looking at them. He can also make a deal with a human being possess possess that is possessing of a death note by giving them the hit the same abilities that he has in exchange for half of the remaining lifespan. Um, he possesses wings. He can fly. I just, I think he could just outlast any, any human being character that you throw out there. So unless you're throwing out another God, yeah, your character Makarov, you could throw out all these goddamn abilities, but how do you, you can't even see Ryuk. And I think he, I, from what I read, he, I'm assuming he can kill, he can just, as long as he's writing people's names in his death note, he can win. So, I mean. If you destroy the death note, do you stop him? No, I don't think. I can't remember that, but I was just like, like, it popped in my head. Like, if he were, if like Makarov, like, did fairy law and destroyed everything in the surrounding area. Could it destroy the notebook and would that stop Ryuk? But why, even if that's the case, like why he doesn't even need to bring his death note with him to the world. I I don't know how that plays out. I'm at a loss for words for this one. Okay, so what we'll do for this one, because this is a weird one. (laughs) I I don't know how that would play out either because Makarov is insanely flipping powerful. It says star level, but Ryuk 
is a basically he's what like a grim. He's an he's an untouchable like he god. Can't, he can't die. So the only thing that I could think in my favor, but didn't but didn't the one uh one the one of them also die? yeah, but but I don't army. think Ryuk is gonna fall in love with Makarov. <laughs> He might. I mean, he got a sexy Tom Selleck. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that is, that's the only way is, as long as they fall in love with a human being. And so I, I just – I think no, even if you can't – that's what I'm saying. This fight doesn't really make any sense because I could just outlive whoever. Right. Like this could go on for eternity. Yeah. And so I, I, I don't know. One of these weeks I want to give you a win. Because you deserve it, it might not be this week. Because you deserve it, but I don't know how you beat Ryuk. I, I and this Dang could, it, dude. I really thought Markarov was my trump card. I was like, man, he is he is powerful. Like I got this. That's why. Fine. That's why I was so confused on what to do because I was like, I'm gonna save him to be the last because I don't know who can defend. Like, even if you pull out some godly character from a Naruto or Goku universe, I mean, can you really still beat Ryuk? I don't because it's not like Ryuk can fight them. No, Ryu can't fight, but you can also hurt him. So, like, is it a draw, it, or do we just leave this up to the list? I think it's. I think it's a draw. It, as in a fighting stance, I think it's a draw because no one can do anything to each other. The only thing I could think of, and I have to look back on Death Note, is if he can, just, if Ryu can just write people's names. So if if he can write the name, yeah. See, that's what I can't remember because I thought that's why he had gave Light the notebook was because he needed somebody to do it. No, he lost the notebook, and Light found it. And then so Ryuk was like, oh, I'll just play along with this game. And since Light held, held on to the book, he was kind of in control okay. of... And then Ryuk just kind of became this this apple-eating god. The apples were delicious. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, we'll have to do a flipping throwback anime review on that one soon, because that is a good show, but... Yeah, we'll we'll say draw. Um, I think I in mean, terms of fighting, uh, on ter- on terms of fighting, I think it's a draw because no one's going to be able to do anything to each other. But in a term mm-hmm. of like lifespan, <laughs> if that can be detailed, if this fight can last forever, then, right. then I gotcha. Like if this if this fight yeah. has a thirty minute time. So I'm sorry, that's kind of like a a, a, a buzzkill of a way to end a fight, but. When I get this character, it's a, it's a definite thinker. I, I can't, I can't just sit there and put him out right away because who's going to say he not is going to beat him second? You know what I mean? We don't, yeah. You know, so it's it's really it was really weird when I got him. I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll try to make my case. So, okay, so we'll we'll call that one a draw, um, listeners. If you want to hit us up, email us what in the anime dot podcast at gmail dot com. Let us know if we're wrong and if you think that Ryu could win or if there is any way that Makarov can hurt him. Like, this is a definite thinker for us because I, I can't think of any way for any of them. And I don't know personally, I can't remember the Death Note book because it's been well over a year since I last watched Death Note. I just um, I just think the fact that Makarov, since he is a human, I think that plays in his disadvantage. Yeah, I think. I do too. And so if if he was something outside of the world of humans or if he was some kind of demon or something, then I'd be like, okay, well, what is Ryuk? You know, Ryuk's never going to be able to do anything, but he's not a fighter. Right. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. That is one of those ones where, like, if you could either Google something and, like, do, like, a fake fight kind of thing or maybe we can see something. But I doubt anyone's ever done anything like that. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm done rambling on about it. That was a good fight. Um, I don't think it, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I don't think it beats our other ones, but I'm glad I could put a little bit of variety into it. So, oh yeah, for sure. That was that was a good one. I enjoyed it. So, all right, 
Uh, let's get into our review. Got it. All right. This week we are reviewing Tower of God. This is a Crunchyroll original anime made in partnership with Webtoons. This is a South Korean manhwa. Um, and the crappy part about this anime is there has been no announcement of a season two and it's a couple years. Yeah. Old. And I've, I've tried to look up and I, you know, I, just logically looking out of this, I think there's a reason for that. So I think there's two things. I think with coronavirus, I think a lot of those Crunchyroll originals have kind of been delayed for a while. I don't know if any new ones have really came out. Um, just as the original from like the webtoon standpoint. Um, if I, if right. I'm wrong, please let me know. Um, and then the other thing is I want to say Crunchyroll and Funimation becoming a thing becoming you know buying them out i don't know how many of those crunchyroll originals are we actually going to get because i know those originals were kind of like just like a they were almost like a test like just to see how they would produce and so i know i was reading into some comments and finding some different articles and there has been hints that end of 2022 2023 they're supposed to announce Mm -hmm. kind of a a season two but it's still in production there's not anything nothing is real you can't tell what's actually true or what's not but there's a lot of talk of being at the end of the year which would be really nice because it's been two years and just to find out kind of what happens i mean you can there's a bunch of content to look at through the webtoons itself and so like the manga panels or you know whatever they call it and you can kind of figure out what happens, but if you're just strictly anime, you are on one of the biggest cliffhangers a show could ever give you. And there is no way you can just leave it like that. No, no. And that's where I'm at right now. It's like, I think I'm going to hold out until this fall. And if I don't hear any announcements, I'm going to go to Webtoons and I'm going to read it because it is a big cliffhanger mm-hmm. at the end of the season. Um, it's just, I can't leave it there. I want to know more. And That'll kind of give you an idea of how this review is going to go for me. Spoiler-free reaction. I did enjoy it. I really did. Um, The animation style is different. The characters are interesting. You got some character growth in there. You got some cool backstories. Mm -hmm. Um, It it has a lot going for it. And the power system in it is very interesting. And I want to know more about it. So that's my spoiler-free reaction is I enjoyed this anime. And if you're sleeping on it, don't it's worth the watch the first episode is going to confuse the crap out of you every throw you in every episode is going to confuse the crap out of you but it it gets a little better as it goes on but yeah watch it a couple times and if you don't watch it for the show watch it for the intro and the outro that those songs (laughs) in those are literally one of my favorite intros of all time it is so good it is one of those that you just don't skip yeah it's the crunchy roll originals mm-hmm. have the intros and outros they have them down they know what we want yeah so it's it is a very good anime um i i don't understand the premise of where they're trying to this this tower of god like to be able to see the stars or get any wish granted whatever their philosophy is for that but their whole their whole objective is to get through this tower where you gotta basically survival of the fittest kind of battle royale style just a little bit but then it turns into team-based and then like everyone becomes friends and then everyone wants to just see bomb 
you know. So it's I, I don't know how much yep. you want to go into spoilers. Um uh, that will probably be it for spoiler reaction. Basically, your spoiler-free reaction is we did enjoy it. We want more. We hope for a season two. If not, there is webtoons for you to uh, read and catch up on. So now I think we'll just go full-on spoilers. Yeah. So here is your spoiler warning right now. So what, I, what I've what i seen is I think with how much webtoons is out there, um, I think they had enough content for like six seasons, something like that. I think I saw. So they have quite a bit of material to go off of. So I, I yeah, I went and I looked at the webtoons, and there was hundreds of page, like hundreds of chapters. There was at least like two hundred and some chapters, mm-hmm. and then I think it actually went into like a spinoff of Tower God, where it's still the main story, and there was even more. Chapters. I, I'm just like it has a lot of. Content. I'm just so worried that about these Crunchyroll originals and not looking not looking at the webtoons themselves of how much how what the pace is like so i'm worried that when they pull out these shows they pull a promise neverland and just skip through a bunch of stuff and so why'd you have to say that? <laughs> i know well it's the easiest <laughs> reference i can go to but oh, man. but it, it, i don't know how much they skip but and i know there's a lot of complaints like got a high school on how how they did that anime, which I you know I like that one, but Tower of God starts off it, it is very confusing. You know, you get you you don't understand why all of a sudden Rachel's in their testing grounds, and you know, and it explains it, and it goes through a lot of the stuff, but it's I don't know, it has a good storyline, and I think there's a lot that it can go off of. Um, I mean, you get a lot of characters that you can like in that show. That's one thing that I like about it is there's a lot of characters you can relate yep. to. Might not remember their names very much, but um, <laughs> I, I think Kuhn is probably my favorite. That's honestly, he's probably my favorite as well. But um, just because you picked him, I will go with Gator. Because he is, he the, is fantastic. He is the comic relief. He is <laughs> when, when he makes fun of the test advisor guy and gets it shrunk down yeah it's amazing yeah what the hadan or no not hadan i can't remember what his name is hadan was the guy the, with the cafe latte yeah, ca- yeah hadan was the dude in the very beginning um the god or whatever the rabbit looking dude yeah the those yeah the gatekeeper yeah. the guy who chooses the people to climb the tower yeah so no is it was it was a good anime for what a thirteen episode. You could literally binge it one or two nights. But I I mean, there's one blemish in the entire show, and it's probably Rachel. Um, blemish, most hated character in anime ever. I don't know how she didn't make my trash character list because she should. Well, in rewatching this, I hate. And I even told so I even told much. you going into it. I was like, when I was gonna rewatch, it, I was like, I'm gonna go in with the fact that knowing Rachel's story, and try to see mm-hmm. why she did what she did, and just be like, you know, maybe there's a reason for it. Maybe there's details we missed. You know, no, she's a, I, she, I hate her. <laughs> so I clicked into the Crunchyroll deal, you know, and before you make it full screen, you can see what people have commented on the episode, mm-hmm. and the final episode, the number of f Rachels was a star. I would would not be surprised if she did not win like anime award, you know, antagonist of the year. <laughs> right. I'd have to look into that, <laughs> but I know she was she's literally one of the most hated characters and we could have picked her for one of ours, but that's so obvious. I know it's Yeah, it was, and that's kind of why I didn't choose hers. I wanted to go with like kind of a 
a weird one with Rock Lee when I did mine. So. Yeah, and everything with like the princesses of jihad and everything else, a lot of that's a little confusing on on what you know with their swords um, or the what is it mm-hmm. the twelve months swords thirteen months series. Yeah, there you go. And but overall, if, if you kind of got to watch it a time or two because I think there's a lot of details that are missed, and so I think the pacing of the show could do a little bit better of a job. I think if they would have made it into a 20 episode series and did a little bit more background character information, because you don't know where any of these people come from. You don't know why they're in yeah, the tower. Yeah, you get some on a knock and that's about it. Yeah. And so you get, you get Kuhn, which uh, he's just, he's oh, yeah. a, he's an ex expelled child of the Kuhn family. Um, at first he sees bomb and what? He just doesn't think much of him, but then he sees who Bomb really is yep. and kind of builds this strong friendship. And then basically his whole purpose is just lead Bomb to the top of the tower, which that almost that becomes all of these characters. And yeah, everyone wants to at the end of the series. That's what what they say is everyone wants to help Bomb. And so it doesn't make any sense if, is all these people like that have traveled through the tower before, like have all of them became friends and, or, or do you, do you eventually have to kill your friends by the time you get there? So that's why I'm kind of wondering where it goes because it doesn't seem like a very friendly thing, but then every fight becomes a team fight. You have, you have the team, the people that you connect with and, and then I don't know. And then not only that, you also have the different roles that they're broken up into as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, are you talking about like the the five basic positions, or yep the the fish the fishman or the fisherman, the spears, the scouts, the light bearer, and the wave controllers? Yeah, and so a lot of those they kind of glanced over those really fast, but um, I know the wave controllers they kind of don't they kind of just depend on Shinsu. Yeah, so they make a contract with like this guardian of that level of the tower, so they have to make a new contract mm-hmm. at every level of the tower Mm -hmm. and they are basically given an amount of shinsu that they can use on that yeah so shinsu is like it's translated as divine as divine water it is a substance substance found within the tower in varying concentration on each floor uh, like on the lower floors um it's very like inconspicuous and diffuse and really really easy to despair like it's just similar to air um so and then like on the higher floors, Shinsu increases in power and concentration, and it's very vicious and flowing, like kind of like a like a strong water current. Or and so they use that quite a bit. They don't explain where these powers come from. They don't explain why the tower has these. Like, where's the outside world? Are they all people of this? I, I don't know. And so I know there's a lot to do with like irregulars and regulars, and I know a lot of people are scared. Of the irregulars because I don't think they have the drawbacks of that Shinsu power like the normals. Uh, so the irregulars, the reason they're scared of them is because the rest of them had to be chosen to climb the tower. Mm-hmm. The irregulars, basically, they had the power to open the gates to the tower themselves, and that's why they're scared of them because they're basically they have the potential to be immensely powerful, and they can open the gates there on their own. Like they don't need to be chosen, right? Yeah, it's I don't know. Um my what's your kind of favorite part of that show? I think mine is the crown game. I think I I really like that part of this series. 
Okay, so I was going to probably choose the crown game as well. There's only so many Uh, limited things you can choose from. and If I couldn't choose the crown game, then I would just say any time that Kuhn makes a plan that outsmarts everybody because that dude is a freaking genius. Yeah. And... You think he's do, going one way, and then he goes another, and then another. The fight with like a the fight with a ranker was like pretty six good. Plans. Yeah, yeah, he had like eight different plans lined up so that everyone that he wanted to move on got to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I don't know. I know the last episode tried to maybe I don't know if they tried to like redeem a little bit of Rachel by telling her backstory, but all it did was just piss me off. So it just made me hate her more. um, Basically, she just believed the tower was calling for her. But then when she realizes Hadan tells her that you're weak, like she was a mistake, Yeah, you you were a mistake. It did not call to you. You're too weak to enter. She full on just in disbelief and will do anything in her power to get to the tower. And her deal with Hadan is to kill bomb. And I think it's all a ploy just to get bomb on i don't know if it'd be on their side but you know bomb gets pushed out he finds his way to the bottom and then this i know from from what i know and i don't know if it's outside of the anime maybe a little bit into the webtoons i gotta look into it more because i'm actually gonna try to read that so i can understand it because i i have a tough time waiting because if they're never gonna come out season two i want to know the ending so i'm trying to hold out but they're taking way too long but I know this organization takes bomb and they train him. And so I'm hoping they train him. I'm hoping he meets his friends again. I'm hoping him and Kuhn can have that relationship again. And, you know, with Gator, Rock, or whatever, you know, whatever is the he kind of goes by. Gator. Gator. Yeah. He's, <laughs> I, I love his character, but I'm hoping they, I'm hoping they don't rush through it. I'm hoping they can still tell the story that they're wanting to. And then I hope Rachel dies. Yeah, I hope Rachel <laughs> dies a very painful, slow so, death that we all get to watch because she's the freaking worst. I, also, I wanted to ask you, so I've always noticed it in the credits ever since the very first episode I watched. What do you think about the fact that when it gives the character names, it calls Bomb, not just Bomb, but the 25th Bomb? Yeah, I've seen that and I don't understand if this is... If this is like, uh, could it be one of those clone things? Could it be one of see clone resurrection? Yeah, like, I that's what I'm wondering. Is like, is it something like that? Like, I I want to read the webtoons just to find out why he's called the 25th bomb. Yeah, and who knows? I yeah, I I, I, I knew his name was 25th bomb, but I, I I didn't really look into it because, like I said, they don't give a lot of back history. These mm-hmm. these webtoons or these animes, they they rush through a lot of what they're wanting to do, and they don't you kind of have to figure it out yourselves. You can kind of piece it together. But did you see at the very end of the episode, that random character that popped up that with like the long hair, long brown hair. And it was like, it was right at the end of the show. And it almost teased like there was a new character. Uh, no, I'll have to watch yeah. that again. Maybe I wasn't paying attention yeah. then. When I, when I watched I don't it, remember that. go back and watch it because you watch it and you see this person, he has like a ponytail, long hair. I can't remember if he has a spear or a sword or something in his hand, but he's standing there and it kind of like zooms past him. And at first I was like, okay, is that bomb six years later? Like, is that him? But no, it's all a time jump. Yeah. And I didn't know. And I didn't pay attention to the first time I watched it. 
and I saw that for the second time. And then I saw it's it's a new character. It's one of the main characters that come into the webtoons. And oh, okay. so that is actually a really important character. But I can't remember what the, the name of that character is because I'm not going into that far because I want to see where the anime mm-hmm. goes into. But I know it is a new character that has a huge role. Okay, so cool. That's something you can kind of look right. at, look back and see see what you think. So. All right, sounds good. Uh, we're hitting about our normal ending time for this podcast, which is about 20, 30 minutes longer <laughs> than what we ever wanted this podcast to be. But this this is our normal time for now on. It's a little over an hour. Take, I mean, it gives you plenty to listen to on a long. Yeah, time. take take breaks on listening to it. You know, it's <laughs> watch it a couple or listen to it a couple times. I don't care. Just uh, at least try to hit us up. Let it. Yep, try to hit us up. But uh, before we give our media and everything, Tyler, what is your rating out of 10? Um, uh, The fact that it is so confusing, I'm going to give it a 6. I okay. I love the anime. So, I, I, I like it as a whole. Mm-hmm. But if you go into the show and you just look at you piece it, you what do you have to go off of? There's so much left. Now, if they can come a season 2, 3, 4 and it all pieces together, that's when the anime could be an 8 or a 9. It has the potential to be an 8 or a 9, but I got to give it a 6. I got to give it a 5.5, somewhere around that range, because I can't give it more than that. Other than three other characters I like, and you know, yeah, the other ones are side characters. They're all good characters, but you're never going to remember who they are. But I, yeah, I, I think I'd go that with my rating. Okay. I, I was leaning towards a 6.5 or a 7 myself because the animation style, one of my favorite things when watching anime is I love seeing different animation styles. And this is a style that I hadn't seen before. They do a good job with these and webtoons. I don't know what their budget is yeah, for at it. At first, but. I wasn't sure about this style. But as I kept watching the show, I really dig this animation style. So that honestly puts it up a little bit. The story is confusing, so I can't give it like an 8. Um, and I think I'm going to drop with you. I'm going to go with a six because they do not explain enough. I don't want an anime to hold my hand, but at least give me enough info to where I know what the heck is going on. Yeah. Cause you really, there's so much left in the air of the tower and the outside world and everything that I just, I don't know what to think. You, about you could, this you world. could go, there's no world. Building. No, you, you could Google it and you're still going to come out with questions, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I think that's a fair so I think that's so. a fair rating for where it is at now. The fact that it's been on like a two year hiatus, not saying that's a very long time because we all know how Attack on Titan can take their yeah. breaks or Sword Art or all those other shows. But I with it being a Crunchyroll original, we don't know when it's coming back out. I mean there could yeah, be And they haven't announced nothing or anything, so, so. Alright, so we'll we'll give this one a six out of ten. That'll be our podcast official ranking on this um other than that anything else you want to add before we close out no i'm good i'm excited to kind of go into i mean it's kind of funny we're going to go back to back webtoon uh yeah got a high school you know next week and go from there so that's all i got we're we're way past the time so yep all right so Listeners, if you want to email us and send us uh, questions, uh, comments, or anything on the shows, hit us up at whatintheanime.podcast at gmail.com. Other than that, you can find us on all your social media. 
I recommend going to our Twitter or our Twitch stream or our TikTok. Those are basically our three most used sites. Everything else we still haven't really done much with. So with that out of the way, you know, thank you for listening and have a great day. Peace out. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook at What in the Anime, and our TikTok and Instagram at What in the Anime.podcast.